On today's episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast, we're going to talk about the Yezu HF SDR line of radios, as well as kind of that big question, why go with the 710 versus the FTDX10? That's on today's episode of the Yezu the Radio Show podcast. And good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on when you're listening to the podcast. And happy holidays from Yezu. You're listening to the Yezu, the radio show podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I'm going to be your host on this one. My name is John. My call is N9UPC. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in there. But, you know, I said, hey, happy holidays, because guess what? Right around the corner here is, guess what, Christmas. Christmas and the holiday season coming up here. Um, with the recording of this podcast, we're about maybe sort of almost like a week away, a little bit less than a week away here. But one of the things that kind of come up real quick questions here is this, what do I get that ham? What do I get that ham that maybe has everything in the amateur radio world, and I don't know what to get them? Or better yet, I get a lot of calls actually this time of the year and emails from people saying, hey, um, I'm not a ham, but I want to get the family member something. And do you have any great ideas? And yes, we do have some great ideas. So you know what? If you don't know what kind of radio they want, find out if they got a radio and take a look at some of the great and amazing accessories that we offer to go along with our Yezu product line. If they're a big HF and they're into HF or they just are going to be getting an HF rig, you maybe want to get them a good bass mic. Yes, all of our HF radios do come with handheld microphones, but nothing says, hey, we're really into that contest at DXing or you know what, even better yet like me, just general rag chewing than having a great desktop microphone. And then one that is really kind of claiming the world by storm is the M-90 microphone. Yes, that is our latest and greatest HF radio microphone for our Yezu product line and actually comes in two models. It comes in the D version, which is the desktop version, and it also comes in with a actual microphone arm kind of setup. So you can actually put it onto a microphone arm that hangs down and you have the cord that goes to it. So a couple of those great ideas for that microphone on there. But hey, if they're really into contesting, they're really into that work, they need something that's a power horse, they need something that's, hey, man, we need to get that use or select that microphone that I'm actually using right now, which is the M1 microphone. That's right, our M1 Yezu reference microphone. This thing has, is amazing. It has a built-in graphic equalizer. It is a condenser and a dynamic microphone elements built into there. Uh, and even has XLR outputs. I mean, that's how great of quality this microphone is. And I will tell you what, from a single sideband user, Guess what? Using this microphone, I can easily go ahead and punch through those pileups on there because I can adjust my audio. I can even take a single sideband audio transmission, almost graphically equalize it out to almost sound like an AM broadcast transmission. So lots of amazing things that you can do with that M1 microphone. Now that's for the HF user. What about the non-HF user? Well, guess what? We have a wide variety of accessories that can be used, whether it's looking at the handhelds or whether it's looking at mobile radios, everything from a different microphones such as like the camera speaker microphone for the FT5 handheld or that can be used on the FTM 200 as well as the FTM 300 maybe a remote extension kit maybe a Bluetooth headset numerous options that are out there but I'll tell you what 
I can go ahead in here and talk all day about it. Let's get on to the program and the show, and you can find all of our great accessories by visiting any one of our authorized Yezu dealers. All righty. So the big question of today's show and the big thing we're going to be talking about is, guess what, our HF product line. More in particular, our HF series of SDR radios. And SDR is the new greatest and latest craze. Obviously, it's there. And it's about time we're getting to there. And I'm not saying for us, I'm talking about as a general amateur radio community. And why is it about time that we get there? Because guess what? The SDR technology is being advanced and improved on, and we're starting to see it come out more and more and more in different things. At one point in time, yeah, SDR was a very, very extremely expensive thing, but now it's actually starting to become down a price point, and now you're starting to see a lot of entry levels. There's a lot of products that are out there, too. You know, everything from, like, SDR, little USB dongles, that people can go ahead and get into actually having like our radios, having an SDR receiver built into the radio. But before we dive into this topic here today, one of the things that we need to kind of cover and understand is where we started with SDR technology. And that's going to go back to our FTDX 101 series model. So that was actually came out and let's see, that was, oh, it was about 2018 around there. Uh, we had it on display at Hamvention 2018 there. And, of course, it was under the dome. It was under the glass. Everybody wanted to see it. Oh, this new rig and stuff like that on there. And then we released it later on that year. So in 2019 was the big release that we saw for the FTDX 101. And this radio kind of took the world by storm. And the reason being is, is that this radio was designed for the purpose of basically saying, hey, I need a strong, I need a powerful radio, I need to be able to take an SDR radio and not have failures of what SDR is. And I've, if you've heard me before talk about it, you will hear me hands down say this, that the failure of SDR is the positive of SDR. Yes, yeah, so the good and the bad of SDR is the one and the same, and that SDR receivers receive well, right? They do receive well. So, with that concept of saying, hey, something receives well, what do we need to do? How do we need to change it? Well, what we have to do, and this is where we kind of shined in regards to how things operate. We took and said, hey, when we're looking at the design, when we're looking at the concept of this, why do we need to have the full all aspect of, in essence, the signal coming in, right? And the, here's the example I'm going to use. If I need a drink of water, why do I have the fire hose blasting me in the face? Okay, And that's what SDR is. SDR is great. Receive, right? Opens up great. But we need to take a little bit of a slice, a sliver, if you will, from that signal and be able to use it and be able to process it. And that's where we came up with the concept of how we are doing our SDR technology. Most SDR technologies that are out there will have the signal come in and then you do the filtering, and then you do the breakdown into it on there. No, 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 no. We did something different. We said, why are we going and having all that signal come in? And then this flood and rush of signal coming in, now we're trying to pick up the pieces before it. What if we closed it? What if we monitored that gate that came in with the signal prior to hitting the FPGA, a.k.a. the SDR receiver? What if we did that? And when we do that, we can apply more receiving, more filtering, more everything that we need to do in the radio to that smaller slice than we do the whole thing, right? 
And a good example, someone came up to me, they said one time here, hey, John, we were at a show, they said, you know, I like your pizza concept of the radio. And I said, what do you mean by pizza concept? Because I really didn't know what he meant. And he says, you know, if there's a whole pizza in front of me, I'm not just going to take the whole pizza and fold it up and everything like that and try to eat it and put it in my mouth. I'm going to cut it. And then I'm going to take the slices. And the better part of it with the 101 capability is, is I can have it cut as triangles or I can have it cut as squares. And I said, you know, that's a really good analogy. I like that. And the reason I like that analogy with the kind of the squares or the triangles is because of what is incorporated within the receiver technology. So with the 101 and only the 101, we can take and turn it into a VC tune. The VC tune is Vario Capacitance Tuner. Now, if you're a fran fan of HF radios, and obviously in particular, your Yezu radios, you'll know that the VC tune is very similar to the Mu tunes that we had, or the micro tuners that we had in our, like, FTDX 5000, FTDX 3000 line of radios and stuff like that on there, right? But instead of having it as an external add-on device, what we did now is we actually have it incorporated into the radio itself. So with that being said, now here we have this and blah, 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 blah. So we're, we're putting it out all together. Then once it goes through that VC tune, if we have it installed, because you get a VC tune with the D and then you get two VC tunes with the MP. So just understand it in regards to that on there. But now what ends up happening is, is then, then it goes into a 15 um, bandpass filtering, okay? Now what happens in that case is once it goes through that bandpass filtering, contour shift notch all that kind of thing like that then what we're doing is we're increasing into the rf amp and then we're putting it into a mixer and then we're putting it into a roofing filter so in essence it's bringing that concept of everything down so we're taking a big we're, we're taking the pizza on that example and then if you want to use the vc tune versus not that's going to be your triangle that's going to be your square pizza cut in that analogy okay and then we're taking it even going more granular so what would the example be in that case? Well, the example of getting more granular is, well, if we're going to cut it in squares, instead of maybe doing two square or two lines in each direction, we're going to do three lines in each direction and get more granular. So I'm going to have a smaller piece of pizza. Or maybe instead of a eight cut, I might make it a 10 cut or whatever, whatever example you want to use or analogy you want to use. Then once we have narrowed that signal down to what we want to look at, that's when we injected it into the FPGA. Once it's in that FPGA, then it will go into the DSP circuitry. And once it is in the DSP circuitry, then it's going to go back into a digital analog converter to basically hit the audio amp, and then it comes out your speaker. So that is how the 101 did. And that's why the 101 was is number one of the Sherwood report list because it can do that. It has through all that slicing, that that um, cutting down of that signal, that narrowing of signal, it has the great aspects of the blocking dynamic range. It has the great RMDR, which is a reciprocal mixing dynamic range, and then it also the great um, uh, third order, or excuse me, third interject order mixing on there. So. What's going to happen is, is that it's saying, hey, here's the deal. Here's what we're mixing down and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just kind of cutting everything down into this nice manageable signal. All righty. And then it's able to get more granular in that signal. And we'll, we'll probably have another episode and stuff like that when we get into that. Because 
a lot of people ask, like, what's the, um, you know, blocking dynamic range? What's the reciprocal mixing dynamic range? All that kind of stuff like that. We'll, we'll break it down a little bit more and more and more from there. But getting back into it, we started with the 101. Now, the 101 came in two things. It came in the D version and it came in the MP version. Now, the MP version is very special to us at Yezu. If you have an MP version radio, that means it's in honor of the founder of the company, Sako Hasegawa, his call was JA1MP, and I'm going to tell you something. If you see a model and it's got an MP behind it, folks, this is a top-of-the-line model. There is nothing higher in that model line. And what's going to happen is, is that that MP version is going to come with just about all the accessories, all, meaning built in like the filtering on there, the second VC tune, all those things. It's going to come in there with the exception of like two filters, whereas with the D, you need to add all a lot of filters to it because um, the v, D is a basic model. The MP is 200 watts instead of the D, which is 100 watts. So as you can see, there's a lot of lot of things added to that MP version. And I will tell you this, I know some people have purchased that MP version. And they're like, I want it fully decked. I want it fully loaded. And I want to be able to sit down. And if I want to rag chew, I want to be able to pull a person out of the mud. If I'm in a contest, I want to be able to pull a person out of the mud on there. So that's kind of the kickoff to the whole Yezu SDR product line on there. Now, as people started to, you know, see the, the FTDX 101, they started to say, hey, it's a great radio. It's this and this and this and this. But, of course, what happened was is that some people were saying, too much of a radio. Too much of a radio for me. And then they said, I need a smaller radio. I don't need dual receivers. I don't need VC2. And I, I want a nice HF radio that has high-quality specs, that has high-quality um, capabilities and operation performance. But I don't, I can't, I can't afford the price. Hey, we hear you. We understand. So that's when we came out with the FTDX-10. The FTDX-10, in essence, was like the little brother or sister to the 101. And if you follow our product line, we've done this before. We did this with the FT-2000 and FT-950 series. We did this with the FTDX-5000 and FTDX-3000 series. Not to be undone, we did this with the FTDX-101 and now the FTDX-10. Now, the FTDX-10 is using the same receiver technology as the 101 slightly changed uh, but nothing nothing horrible nothing dramatic it has the same high quality specs as it but not the exact but the same high quality specs for the basically reciprocal mixing dynamic range the blocking dynamic range third intermodulation dynamic range imdr is what they call it and it scored number three on the Sherwood report list. So that that is actually pretty amazing too when you think about that now because what's happening is is that saying, hey, you, you, you're worried that this is going to be a cut down and this is going to be a stripped down version. It's not going to work as well. No, 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 no. It's, it's high quality up there. Same thing and same principle that we used with the FTDX 101 series for doing the receiver technology. However, the FT10... The FTDX10, excuse me, did not or does not come with the VC tune. There's no way to put the VC tune in there. So obviously it's not going to have as good specs as the 101, like I alluded to earlier, because it's not the 101, right? So in here, though, you have your signal come in. You're coming into that bandpass filtering. You're coming into that RF um, amplifier on there, the mixer, the roofing filter. Then we're hitting the FP. J 
GA or the SDR. And then what we're doing is we're going into DSP circuit, a digital analog converter, and then we're going back out to the audio amp. So really the big difference between the two is, is that um, the 101 series has dual active receivers. It has the capability of having VC tune automatically on the main band, but then on the sub band, you could also get it on the D as an option. It comes standard on the MP version. And that's really what the two biggest differences are in that radio. 100 watts on the FTDX10 and a smaller footprint. It really is a smaller footprint. Um, and it's great. Um, I know a lot of people myself. I have the FTDX10. I love it. It's great. It's a great desktop radio. does not take up a large footprint, but it has that high-quality Yezu SDR technology. And I will speak to it, and I'm not going to put on my Yezu hat here right now. I'm going to take off my Yezu hat here for a moment, and I'm going to tell you a situation here. I am in, uh, I live in a village, a small town, in essence, northern Wisconsin, and unfortunately, I cannot hang any dipole antennas to the trees that I have. The trees are boulevard trees, da-da-da-da-da. I was suffering because I have an, uh, a vertical. That's all I can really put up is a vertical and guess what? All the other radios that I've ever had have kind of had that issue because it's a vertical. I live in a, a small a small city kind of aspect on there, a small town, and everybody's got electronics around me. So it's always been bad signaling. It's bad, bad signal. It's just horrible. But with that FTDX10, now I'm able to shine. I have that high-quality vertical that I purchased as an antenna. The FTDX10 really makes good advantage and usage on there. But what? getting back to that, okay, getting away from that, back with the Yezu hat on, what we do in this case is, once again, we're taking that large swath of signal coming in, taking a look in small area that we need to control, that we need to use and utilize, and then narrowing that down and then putting it through the filtering system. And then when we do that, we are good to go. And, and we are. We are good to go on there. All right, so that that is the FTDX10. But now, we just had coming out this year, I guess you can say almost the little brother. And if we look at the back pass lines like we did before, we had the FTDX5000, like the 101. We had the FTDX3000, like the FTDX10. Then we had the FTDX1200, which is like the FT710. And the FT710 AESS, that's a, that's a significant part of the 710. It is an SDR radio, okay? So first of all, people are saying that's not an SDR radio. No, you're wrong. It's an SDR radio. But it is a smaller and compact than the 10, and it has a different aspect of the radio as compared to how it operates as compared to the 10 and the 101. Now, wait a minute. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, is that you have a couple different ways to mitigate a signal. And when you mitigate a signal, you need to make sure that it's done properly, correct? Because if we can't manage a signal in a receiver, then you're just gone, right? So what happens is, is with the FT710, it took we took a different approach to it. And I actually preferred this approach, and I recommend this radio hands down. I've done parks in the air with it, because what it does is, is it takes the concept of narrowing that frequency down, but instead of running it through roofing filters like the 10 does like the the 101 does and all that kind of aspect on there what it's doing in this case is we're taking it putting through the bandpass filtering we're going to that rf amp but then we're coming into a divider and this is the difference and the divider then splits it into fpga 
and then we dither the signal to refine it and to process it better. Then we go into D DSP technology, then we go into digital analog converter, and then we go into the amp on there. And that is the difference on there. We are not filtering the signal as heavily as the 710, but we're still getting high performance. So the 710 actually came in under the Sherwood report list as radio number three. So now you got the 101 and, um, and holding the rank of number one. You have the FTDX10 as number three, and you have the FT710 as number four. So out of the top four, you have three Yezu radios, all part of that same series. It's not like a different series of radios. It's all part of our SDR product line on there. Now, getting back to the 710, the reason I said the AESS, and you really got to think about it and understand in this way, is, is that the AESS deals with something that if you are an audiophile, if you have hearing issues, if you have anything like that on there, this is where it comes into play. What it does is, is that normally when we apply filtering, what are we doing? We're doing high cuts, low cuts. L look at you know your notch shift control. What are we doing? We're, we're moving frequencies. We're taking filters and we're adding highs. We're adding lows, pulling out highs, pulling out lows, all that stuff like that on there, right? But what we're doing now with the 710 is, is that we're putting it into an audio system on there. And when we're doing that with the audio system, we are now in essence producing high fidelity audio. So what we're doing is instead of applying filtering to balance out the highs and the lows or cut out the high and cut out the low, we are in essence taking it and putting it out through the audio system. And that's where the additional speaker that comes with the radio, okay, I want to stress that it comes with the radio. There were some rumors going around, you got to buy the extra speaker and stuff like that. No, you know, the SP40 comes in the box with the radio, folks, okay? But what we're doing is that AESS stands for Acoustic Enhancement Speaker System. And what's happening is it's taking the external speaker and it's taking the speaker built into the radio and it's allowing you to inject or balance out the highs and the lows. So instead of having a low, a mid, and a high range in audio responses coming out one speaker, now what you can do is by using that AESS, you are actually going ahead and breaking the two off or splitting the two off. And one speaker is going to concentrate on your low range and your lower mid range, while the other speaker is going to concentrate on your higher mid range and high range of audio responses. And I'm going to tell you what. I've used this, and I will tell you, I will pick signals out of the mud. I've actually even done some videos on it. If you look on some of our social media channels and stuff, where I'm having a hard time hearing a person, but I start to increase that AESS percentage. What the percentage is is basically how much of that is being divided out. Is 100% of my signal being divided out between the both speakers, or 0% meaning nothing is being divided out between the speakers equally on the ranges there? And I will tell you, I've pulled people where I haven't heard I, I thought I heard something, 35% I heard it, about 65% it's right there, 80% it's gone again. And it's just that amazing. That is how AESS works. And it is a different concept. It is a truly, truly different concept that's on there. Now, I'm going to tell you something here. You got to see it to believe it, all righty? You really have to see it to believe it. And people always ask, well, how can I see it to believe it? I, I, that's stupid, John. 
And you know what? We have a lot of great amateur radio dealers. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. You need to get into some of these amateur radio dealers. Make it a day if there's one close by and everything like that. And make sure they're authorized Yezu dealers. And they usually always have something set up for you to demonstrate. Or I even know a couple of the dealers that have even said, hey, they've received, they told me, they said, John, I received a phone call from a customer that heard about what you were talking about. And they asked, do I have one on display? You know what? I set up a time with them. They came in and we put it out on display. We let them use it and everything. They loved it. And that's where I'm going to tell you this. Use our authorized Yezu dealers. Don't buy something shady online. Don't buy something shady on there. I'll tell you, so many people lately have been wanting to get the radios in hands because of popular models that were, were either out of stock on currently or there's a little bit of a back order because they're super popular. People are going, I'm going to go online and buy it. And then they buy one that's either horribly a fake or a clone or even worse yet, they buy one that's not even for the right region, and then they can't even use it there. But people always ask, hey, who is the authorized Yezu dealers? Well, in North America, we have, for the U.S., Ham Radio Outlet, DX Engineering, Gigaparts, RNL Electronics, Main Trading Company, Associated Radio Communications, KJI Electronics, Advanced Specialties Incorporated, Communications City Incorporated, and YV5 Communications. If you are up in Canada for our North America market, make sure to check out Radio World, two locations in Toronto and Calgary, as well as NTF Communications. Those are authorized Yezu dealers. They are going to be the ones that can help you out. Alrighty, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what this, this age-old question is. And I'm going to start out quickly, first of all, with, with kind of an analogy part on here, which is I took my car and we got a bunch of snow here in the Midwest. If you've been following the news over the last week and I took my car and guess what? My car got stuck. I could not go through the deep snow with my car and I was upset and I got mad. And then people said, well, you have a truck, John, don't you? I said, oh, yeah, I have a truck. I said, why don't you use a truck? Well, because the car is like the truck. Uh, no, it's not. Well, yes, it is, right? If I apply the logic, four wheels, steering wheel, carries people, gas engine, runs from point A to point B, but guess what? We can't apply that concept to the radios here. And that's what everybody is doing with the 710 and the FTDX10. And I'm going to tell you this, stop it, stop it, Okay. Because the logic that's being applied for the 710 and the FTDX 10 by people is using that same analogy. Well, I have a car. It should operate like the truck. And a car is a lot less than the truck, right? No, 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 no. That analogy, no. Same thing with the FTDX 10. People, if you look at it from price, you're missing the bigger picture. I'm going to tell you that. And, and that might upset some people, you know, that might seem mean or whatever. But realistically, that's the situation on there. If you're looking at it from a price standpoint, you are missing the bigger picture. And I'm sorry to hear that because um, it's it's not. You can't compare. Just because both are radios, because they're both HF radios, 160 megahertz, or excuse me, 160 meters through six meters, okay? They're both 100 watts. They're small and compact. They have touchscreens. Yeah, that's a lot of it. And once again, going back to the car analogy, both have four wheels, both have an engine, they're gas engines, they have steering wheels, they have turn signals, they have brake lights, they have, I mean, yeah, but it's all going to come down to is what is made up of that engine 
and how it performs if we're using that car analogy. Same thing here with the FTDX10 and the FT710. Alrighty. The FTDX10, as I talked about just in the first half of this podcast, is an SDR technology-based radio that puts it through bandpass filtering, roofing filtering, and then sends it into the FPGA. So it narrows down that signaling, right? It's narrowing it down for it to be used. That's how you are getting that. That's how you're getting the quote-unquote stations out of the mud, right? That's how it's happening on the FTDX10. The FT710, not the case. The FT710 is using dithering technology. And and some people don't understand how dithering technology works. And, and I'll tell you what, I totally understand for you. Not a problem whatsoever. But let's go back to the 10 real quick here before we dive into dithering. So once again, we're taking it. And, and if you take a look at it, yeah, in essence, you, you have the same, in essence, initial front end of the 10 to the 710, right? Okay. You're going to be going through um, an antenna tuner if needed, okay? That has built-in antenna tuners on them, right? The bandpass filtering, but slightly different bandpass filtering in the 710 versus the FTDX10, all right? And then you go into RF amp. You go in that kind of that mixer hole aspect on there. But when the 10 is, you're hitting those roofing filters, okay? The roofing filters are a key point to the 710, so if you really want to get that signal, you may need to order the additional roofing filters, all righty? Comparing it to the 710, it doesn't have roofing filters. It doesn't because where those roofing filters would be coming into the block diagram and the design of the radio, that's when you're hitting the divider. Now, what's happening is, is that with you going in back, now we're back on the 10, that's when you're going to have direct sampling. It's going to go into A and D converter. Um, then it's going to go into the FPGA then that FPGA is then going to go ahead and put it out on the FTDX10 now. We're going to put it out into the digital signal processing circuitry, and then it's also going to have a, a port out to the display. All righty. That after that, in essence, roofing filter, then it's very similar to the 710, but not exactly the same because now what's happening on the 710 is when we're looking at the 710, we are going through the same thing. Once again, we're going through the atten- atten- excuse me, antenna attenuator, not attenuator, excuse me, antenna tuner. I can't even talk today. The bandpass filtering, the RF amp, but now we're hitting that divider. Now, the divider is crucial in the structure of the FTDX710 because once we go into that divider, it is basically, in, in essence, branching off two sides of it. Now, the reason I say is we're branching off two sides of it because if you think about this, we're going through there, we're going to the FPGA. There has to be a signal coming into the FPGA for us to clean it up, to receive it, right? But then we're going to take it, that clean, that refined signal, and then we're going to go through and inject it back into the FPGA again, all right? Now, there's people have asked me, they said, well, What's so special about dithering? Why does it work? Well, I'm not going to go into the whole aspects and stuff on dithering, but you can read a lot of different reports that are out there and stuff like that on it. Lots of technical stuff, lots of scholarly articles is what I will go ahead and call them at. And in those cases, you will see that with the FPGA and the dithering aspect of it, you can actually almost increase in some cases by 4 dB. So an increase in signal by 4 dB just by dithering that signal. 
that's pretty significant when we're thinking of what a 3 dB does to a signal, right? So we're, we're achieving a 4 dB, in essence, dithering on there. And, and once I get today, in essence, because there's a lot of factors that in, impact this, okay? But we dither that signal. So we took that clean signal, and then we're running it through the car wash again, okay? Think of it that way. You ran your car through the car wash one time. You did the Tushlitch car wash, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't get all the little spots in there. Well, guess what? The car's cleaner than it was when it went in there, but let's run it through again. And that's what the dithering of the signal is going to do. Now, once it comes out of that FPGA for the second time, it's going to go into a DSP circuitry. Now, that digital signal processing circuitry and the audio circuitry is really where it lies within the FT710 um, AESS. Once again, why we call it the AESS. And again, once again, why we have such a high spec on it, because it's taking that and it's applying that audio balancing on there of what the AESS can do. So it's saying, hey, do I want the mid, low, mid, and high range out of that one speaker? Or do I want, once again, the split off of a low and a low mid and the other speaker being a high and a mid-high, okay? That's, what, that's what's kind of happening in that regards to there. Now, once again, comparing the FT710 to the FTDX10, you can't go by price. You really can't because... They're going to be very close in price range by only a few extra $100 in some cases or whatever, depending on when you're buying it and stuff like that. We had an, we, we've had we actually, for the Christmas season here, the holiday season, depending on when you're listening to it, I want to, want, to, want to stress that, okay? If you're listening to this months later, the sale might be off. But we increased the actual coupon on it because... People are starting to realize and people wanted to go ahead and be able to get this as a either a backup rig or an additional rig. Like I have mine in my house. I have my FTDX10 sitting right next to my 710. And there are going to be days where I'm going to be using my 710 over the FTDX10. And why? Why is that? Because that's the that's a thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar question, whatever. Is it because I can hear better with the way I can adjust the AESS with my 710, so I can make it more pleasing to me to be able to pull that signals out. However, with the 710, or excuse me, with the FTDX10 that the 710 doesn't have, I have roofing filters. So what is a good comparison usage, John? Thanks for asking. If I need to just drop the noise floor, if I need to pull the signal out of the mud because I just need to pull it out, okay, because it's a weak signal. It's not an audio issue. It's not anything like that. It's just there's a lot of other garbage in that signal. I'll choose my FTDX10 hands down. It's got roofing filters. Why would I not? But if I need, if I hear a signal on there that I don't need to pull out of the mud, but it is kind of a weak signal, and maybe I want to tune it up a little bit better, make it a little bit better for me or nicing, niceness to hear that, that audio level come through, I'll choose my FT710 all day long. And it's really going to come down to it. The 10 is going to compress the signal through filtering. The 710 is going to pull that signal through audio responses. That's the big question. Now, does this mean that the 710 is inferior to the FTDX10? No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Well, why is it less than the FTDX10 then? Well, it's less because it doesn't have as many components to it. Okay, if you don't have roofing filters... It's not going to be as expensive. 
it's just pure pure economics, pure parts, supply and demand. I mean, design, everything. I mean, you put whatever you word on it, but, you know, roofing filters are parts that cost money. And when you have it in a 710, that's what makes it more expensive. So that is the big difference between the FTDX10 and the 710. And, and, and the biggest thing I think that people are going to do, my, my Christmas wish to everybody, is don't try to compare the 710 to the FTDX10, okay? Because it's two different class of radios, all righty? It's like comparing, you know, once again, like people will do another comparison of the FT991A to the 710, Okay, guess what? The FT-991A is A, not SDR, but does 2 meter and 70 centimeter. Completely different radio. But it's designed with the concept of saying not everybody's going to want to use filtering. And once again, I can tell you from personal experience, I don't always want to use filtering. I want to use audio. I can tell from experience that there's days that audio just isn't going to cut it, and I'm going to go ahead and need to use the FTDX-10. Irregardless, go take a look at the Sherwood report. Go take a look at our brochures. Take a look at the levels. Should tell you something about our quality. Should tell you something about our radios. When we can have the FTDX 101, we can have the FTDX 10, we have the FT 710 AESS. They're in the of the they're in the top four of the Sherwood report list, and their specs very similar to one another in that regards obviously the 101's better the 10's the 10 is the next one and the 710 is there but i think it tells you something about what we care about and how we want to do with our hf radios on there so more information on the ft710 the ftdx10 or the ftdx101 series go to our website yezu.com in addition you'll see it right on the front page there you can download all the manuals the specifications that are in those exact radios on there in addition we have a special actually department now that deals with the technical support for going ahead and maybe you have a question on hey is this not right is this right is hey i got this kind of idea in there otherwise go ahead and feel free to see us on social media as well as hey guess what the 2023 show season is just right around the corner which will be kicking off in february with hamcation make sure you can see us at one of the places there or as i said can't wait for a show you live near uh, one of our authorized yazoo dealers make sure you go ahead and stop by them and take a look and tell them hey john sent me to compare the radios there until then hey everybody have a happy holiday we'll talk to you in the new year 73 from everyone at yazoo usa